Welcome to War Games. We will get you ready for your next sales opportunity. Are you looking to win the sales battle? You have joined the right team. Here on the War Games Group, we take the strategies and mindsets from the most successful salespeople and share it with you. With our help, you won't have to fail your way to the top. When it comes to crossing the minefield of sales, step in the footprints of those that crossed before you. Prepare yourself for boot camp and beyond. It's time for War Games to begin. Happy Wednesday, War Gamers. It's Joe, your host. So I'm going to be flying solo today, um, only because I didn't send out the link for everybody. We're ending the year. We are coming up right now, so I don't want to give us too many dates, because if somebody's watching the replay, they don't know. But I wanted to jump on today, and let's make sure that our next sales opportunity goes the way we want it to go. And when I say that, what am I looking for? I'm looking to say, can you guys understand that one of the biggest things that we have to do with in sales, the things we have to actually accomplish over and over again is going to be negotiations. And negotiation is an ugly word for some. Um, I'm not a person who believes that negotiation is a bad thing, but I will tell you that we do have to negotiate back and forth with people. And negotiation for a lot of people that when you say I'm in sales, you know, their lip goes up and you're like, well, I wonder what that is for. But when you say, oh, I'm in sales and it's time to negotiate, then the lip goes even higher. So I want to give us some negotiation basics on how we can go about negotiating with people. But there's something we got to look at first and understand that there's several strategies when you're negotiating. Negotiation is between two individuals. Typically, it's going to be, even if you're going in company to company, there's only a couple people that can actually say yes when it comes in. And one of the first things you need to understand is that almost everyone in a company, almost anyone in a relationship, anybody out there can tell you no. Everybody has the authorization to tell somebody no. It's very few people that have the authorization to say yes. And you're going to have to deal with groups of people that's going to be more. And those groups is going to have you to win those people over more and more each time. So what I want to do is jump in and throw up uh, some negotiation basics that we're looking at. So I want to discuss strategies and principles. So the first thing we have to do is understand there's different strategies when it comes to us actually negotiating. So Jerry, that's a great point, right? Negotiation raises the blood pressure of many, okay? And again, do buyers and sellers want to negotiate? Most people say they don't, but they somebody's always looking for a better deal. But here's the five different strategies that you got to come in with. The, the trick you're going to have to determine what they're going for and what you're going for. Because if you walk into it thinking, I'm going to go with a compromise deal, or you walk in saying, I have to win and the person across from me has to lose. And I'm going to tell you more often than not, that's how people enter into a negotiation. They walk into it thinking, I need to win this negotiation. Now, I've been doing training all week 
with uh, a moving company that's one of my clients. And one of the things that I keep explaining to everybody is that the client's looking for a win. Give them a win. Okay? You will gain more by giving them a win. And what do I mean by that? It means you got to be able to find something that you could give to them that has value to them but no cost to you. So we'll go through and give some examples. But you're looking win-lose. What does that mean? It means on my side of the table, I win. You lose. Does anybody like losing? I'm going to throw out and say probably not. It's not a big favorite of a lot of people. So then there's lose-win. That means I'm going to be so weak of a salesperson that I'm going to lose just to capture a deal and allow them to win. So then they're going to get a better discount, more service, more product, than what I'm doing, and it's not a win for me, and I barely cover expenses, or I do not cover expenses, okay? Then you have compromise. Compromise is where we both give up what we're looking for, and I'm going to tell you that compromise is acceptable. It's probably like the number two outcome you want to go for, okay? But the lose-lose is next, Lose-lose means I gave away a whole bunch of stuff. They got a whole bunch of stuff given to free, but they're not going to accomplish their goal. And I'm not going to have a client that I can brag about or enough funds to deliver a service. And then you have win-win. Win-win means what? I feel like I won so I can cover what I need to cover and what how I can deliver my service or I can go through that. And then the other win coming back is that they feel like they're getting a service they're willing to pay for. And more often than not, that comes mainly from who's sitting across from them. So when we break into that, these are the five different strategies. Sandy Archer, hello. So when you look at that and say the five different strategies you're looking for, our first one is win-win. Our backup is compromise. When you get into win-lose, lose-win, or lose-lose, right? Lose-lose. Why did you do any of those deals? Somebody should have should have had the, the brains to get up and walk away from that negotiation, whether it was phone or face-to-face. But understand, this is what we have to be looking at. And this is what we're trying to accomplish, okay, is to get ourselves into how do I get a win-win and understand that most of the time win-win is determined by what? Price and value. So how are you going to put yourself in that position? Brian Galky, welcome. Brian's like, you didn't send me a link today. I know. I know. You were probably at the gym. Here's the four principles of negotiation. So this is the high level, and I want to talk about each one of them that comes in. But we need to separate. We need to determine interest. We need to define define the criteria, and then we need to provide them with options. So when looking at this, how do, how do we break that down? So if I'm going to go dig deeper, I'm going to say, let's separate the person I'm negotiating with from the actual issue of sell, selling them something. So when I look at this, guys, there's a lot of you. Thank you for everybody jumping on in here. Um, if you look and say, for example, my buddy Brian Galke, everybody knows I love Brian. When I sit down with Brian to negotiate, do you think that I would be easier on Brian or harder on Brian because we have uh, an established friendship already. More often than not, I will concede more. So for example, when I sat down, Brian put out his program. Brian's got a great program out uh, on Lightspeed that can teach you what he does. And so I, when I talk to people, I say, you need to go buy his stuff. And then what I did was I went 
and bought his stuff, right? And you can look at that. Tammy, you're right. I would be easier on him. So looking at this, I sit with Brian and I went and I bought his thing. He got a notification that says, Joe bought your course. And he immediately texted me and said, why would you do that? You helped me put it together. You proofed it. You did this. You've already sold a couple for me. Why would just let me know? And I would have created a username and a password for you. And I said, it's not about that, man. It's not about that. I need to buy it for me. And you guys will get to this point. Eventually, you'll understand it. I have to buy it for me so that I'll do it. Because if I get it for free, then I haven't put myself out there. And more often than not, I'm going to have the fact that it's good. It's free. It can sit there. It's free. Guys, I pay for things now and it sits, right? For those of the, that have ever been um, at my office or actually been into a Zoom where I show you all the tabs, I have one browser that is set up to just things that I purchased. So when I open up that browser, it fills up like 25 tabs across the top. And those 25 tabs are all separate things that I have purchased. And I have it open that way. It's not my main browser, but when I open that browser, I go, oh, I need to make sure I go out and use all these things. I need to go out and do these things so that I can make sure that I'm actually going to, to do that. Sandy, you're so right. Okay. We all participate more if we pay, but that pops up and says, here, here's all thing. Now I'm also a nerd guys. I went in and put a whole spreadsheet together of everything I bought, what it does, what I paid, how often does it renew? Because I'm a nerd. But I did that and I still wasn't using it until I opened it and put it in the browser. And when I put it in my browser, I find reminding myself that, hey, all these tabs open up. That makes sense to me that I have to go back. So this is, look at the brilliance from this guy. This is why we're friends, right? Pain gets us to pay attention. It's so true. Now, look at this. The person you're seeing across from, since we, since, you know, Tammy threw out there, I'd be easier on Brian because he's my buddy, right? Then if I hated the other person, wouldn't I just be an absolute, just destroy that person in there? Would that ever go win-win? Would that ever go compromise? No. And that's what I want you to understand is that too often people get into a negotiation and view the other party as an enemy, and it's like, oh, you're trying to get one over on me. Oh, you're trying. I'm like, just stop. Separate the person from the issue of negotiating. Do you realize if you have an issue with the other person and you can't make them feel comfortable with you and they can't get to the like part of buying, right? Four steps, like, listen, believe, and buy. If you can't get them to like, they're never going to listen. You could have the best product that would save their business. You could have the best product that would triple their the company's income right? You could find them the exact home they wanted or be able to put them into a loan that they're trying to get to buy something that they need to do, but they can't get past that point because you're taking it personal and it's not about that. So you want to separate it from the person, never attack the individual. You're going to hold your ground based on that and we'll get to it. But if I like you, I'm going nicer on you. So guys do what I do. Okay. And everybody who's ever met me in person knows I do this. I assume rapport. Heck, half of you on DMs are like, dude, he's already talking to me like we're friends. Absolutely. Okay. I assume rapport. It takes too long to try to build it all. I'm just going to treat you like we're friends already and move right into it. And that helps me to break down the barrier of trying to build rapport. 
just assume you have it. Consider the person across the table from you, the person across the Zoom from you, the person who's sitting there on the telephone as you're already friends. You talk to friends differently than you talk to people that are prospects and people you're trying to negotiate with. But the second you view them as the enemy, you're gonna you're gonna end up creating a relationship that is hostile and nobody wants that. And it's not gonna be a good thing, even if they do buy because you are absolutely right, your product is the best they could get. So I'm gonna tell you to do that. Principle two, determine the interests of the other party. Okay, so like when you walk in, isn't there somebody selling and somebody who's supposed to be buying? And if you keep them pigeonholed in that role and saying, this is what it is, what is it that I'm hoping to get out of this? What is it that they're hoping to get out of it? All of this should have been done before you ever walked in the room. Okay, there, there's something to be said for a level of preparedness prior to going into a negotiation. If you look at people and you already know about them because you can go find them, for example, Ron Siegel. Ron Siegel is live like almost every day, I think. He's live on his Facebook. He's live in, he goes live, I think, on LinkedIn, but he's live on the radio almost every day doing his show about mortgage and about it, real estate, about the economy. He gives his opinion on a lot of stuff. So if you were ever going to meet with Ron to negotiate something with him, you should have done that before. And if you actually did your homework and listened to everything that Ron was going, you would walk in and already know what his interest would be and how you can direct it in that in that way. But too often we just walk in cold and say, well, I'm just going to sell you on the value of my product. Okay. Understand that when you look at this, logic is going to help you to get a meeting. But emotions are what gets people to buy. So you got to be able to bounce back and forth with logic and emotion, logic and emotion. So I need to put myself in your shoes and say, where is it you'd be coming from? Where is it that I need to be at because you're thinking this way? And I can build out the whole argument before we go in. I can build out the whole negotiation and we will never have to argue. And it'll become a very smooth transaction. And that happens when you run into people that are like you. The people that are already like you, you just go bump, 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 bump. And you go, wow, that was the easiest sale. And they'll tell you all the time, I didn't even plan on buying this. But because we were the same, we spoke the same language because you understood my outcome because we're the same. It's there. So there you go, Ron. I don't care about your product. I care how your product makes me feel or meets my need. Okay. And if you did the preparation ahead of time, you can walk in and say, here, this is what, this is where I believe we can go with this. This is what I think it can do for you. But if I already know what Ron's need is, then I can walk in and do that. So I have to determine the interest of the other party. I have to see how that meshes with my interest as well. Because as we go back to, what was it? The principle number one, I got to put you in as a partnership in the deal. It's got to be you and I together going to go into the deal. And that could be nine people around a table. Okay. But it's going to be us and it's a partnership going forward. And now principle two says, I need to know what your, what your interest is. What is it you're trying to get to so that I can get that defined? Now, guys, if I know where you're going, if I know, like I did a meeting earlier this week with somebody and he said, well, here's my template of how do I help people make more money? He's like, what's your main focus with your business? I said, making people more money. He goes, wow, I don't have to change anything in my template. I was like, no, 
because I, again, I can go back and go, I help people to convert leads into sales, but what's the ultimate end result? You make more money. I want you to make more money. That's the whole point of this. And I look and say, now that we're doing this, how do I get this? And he goes, I can do this, this, and this. I said, that's fantastic. But we were aligned. And because we were aligned in the same mission, his mission is to make me more money. My goal is to make other people money. How do we put it together so that we can make money for everybody? So it became win, 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 which turned out to be great. Okay. Number three, we need to develop a criteria that says, this is how I know this is a good thing for you. So I put examples. Okay. A lot of times in the real estate market, I mean, I've listened to this several times. Um, my brother's a realtor. My mom's a realtor. I, I got everybody with, you know, is a realtor somewhere. Um, a lot of people on this in, in our 311 people in war games are realtors. So determining how many bedrooms and baths you need, how many stories you need, where again, do you really want to go and show somebody a house that will not fit what they need? And you'll end up doing that in the beginning because you'll just do that that let's run everywhere to show you whatever you want. Where if you sat down and developed the criteria that says, here is what makes it a win. Here's where it is. So if the person's got seven kids and you go, well, here's a two bedroom, one bath condo. Okay. Now you're also going to have to stop and say beds and bathrooms for that, but there's also the budget, the down payment, right? Interest rate, all of these different things that they're going to be looking at. How many seats does it have? How many cylinders does it have for my car people, right? For my coaches, the answer is, does it fit within their budget? Do they see enough value to go through? But what is the outcome? What are they trying to accomplish? Go all the way back. I'm in a partnership with you. And then I'm going to sit down and say, what are your interests? If your interest is Getting your brand known is if your interest is getting you to say, I have more people to look at, then stop and say, what does that look like? What does it mean that the solution would have to do what? Generate you 10 new clients a month? Would have to generate you 10 new clients a day? Would it have to get you out to the world? What is it that's there? Okay, I'm going to pick on Ron because his comment was the last one's up there, which was the, you know, what's in it for me, everyone's favorite radio station. So um, when you look at that, if you wanted to reach a bunch of people at one time, being a good person, having a great product, doing profit sharing would be a great reason to reach out to Ron Siegel and say, I'd like to do a remote interview with you on your show. Okay, Why? Because Ron can put you in front of a bunch of people. If your product is based, right? For example, if you're in another state, Amy Lee, another war gamer that was on, she, she could tell you she went on Ron Siegel's radio show. Why? Because you provided Ron's people with benefit. You provide them with value so that it works for everybody involved. When I go on Ron's show, whatever it is, I set up an affiliate link for Ron. And then Ron goes and buys his own URL and points it to the affiliate link. Okay. Why? Because we're going to make money together. We're going to help people. He says, Joe will help somebody. And I know that he's on war games. Why? Because he knows we're going to throw some value out there. Okay. And he loves making comments because trying to see if I can keep up, but that's what I want you to understand. So you need to develop the criteria. What is it? What is the budget? What is that guys? I can play with that. I can push it on a budget. I can find them ways to save money so that they can afford more. But again, if it doesn't match what they're looking for, then 
you're going to sit there and talk all day long and we're going to walk away frustrated. I'll walk out of any meeting once I realize it's not a good fit. There's no reason to keep going in a presentation. There's no reason to go down and tell you why you have to do something with me if it's not going to fit. But I also want to make sure I'm likable enough that everybody is going to say, hey, we like this guy. And if they know somebody, they would refer me over. You know who'd be a good person to talk to you would be this person. Now, all of a sudden, I'm picking something up because I did things right. And because I took care of the first two principles, I'm now on principle three. If we can't determine what I do is going to give them the criteria for success, then there's no reason to go forward. But once I determine that and I get there, and guys, it, you could easily say somebody, what, what are you looking for that this that my service would help you to get? What is the outcome you're trying to find? Go back to Kimberly Slavic's training, which is start with that outcome in the beginning. They don't care who you are truly unless they know you can help them with what they're looking for. So I want you to find a solution. Once we find a solution, you can cut up what you do. So you got to be flexible. But if you have a program, if yours just one size fits all, that's not going to work well for a lot of people because everybody wants to feel unique. If I've got five components to my in-house sales training, okay, for example, if I go to a client and they say, um, well, we can't do that because our phone system doesn't work. I have a phone system guy. If they turn around and say, well, we don't know because we can't listen to our phone calls. We can't. I have a call recording person. So I'm going to set all these things up. I'm going to say, okay, here's the price for this. Here's the, And I will build an a la carte menu that's going to put them in. Why? Because a lot of the stuff that's a la carte is stuff somebody else has to fulfill that I already have an affiliate with that I'm going to get paid. So I want you guys to understand, find a way, give me a choice. If you get to the end and it's yes or no, more people are going to say no because they think there's something they missed. And I don't want to, I don't want to end up doing all that, doing all that work to just turn around and go, oops, it didn't really come out. Okay. So that's what I have for you. That's what I wanted to talk about. So again, we'll fly back through. Okay. Here's my five strategies. They're not mine. It's life strategy, right? Go for win-win if you need to compromise. Okay. But when you start adding the word lose into any one of these, it's going to come back and bite you and you don't want to be on the losing end yourself. Okay. Separate the person from the negotiation, the person you're talking to, right? Determine what their interest is. Develop the criteria for your solution. Provide me options. You don't have to provide three options. You don't have to provide six options. Okay. In the automotive space, we always said, give them two options. Then we started doing, give them 27 options, okay? Give them enough options that make sense for you and your product. So I, I want you to come back. Joe said I had to give you three options. It's not. Maybe the third option is we don't do business, right? I can do it this way. I can do it this way. So like for me, guys, I was talking earlier this week too, and I said, look, this is what this is how you build out your business. You go, here's a lead magnet. What's a lead magnet? Lead Mac is something for free I can put out that's going to get you, get me your email address. Then I'm going to make offers. Here's an offer to go do this. What, are, what is the offer going to be? Oh, if you get if you get my free thing and you like it, I offer this program for you. Now I go build out courses. Then from courses, we do group coaching. 
Then we go to masterminds next. Okay. In March, Amy Lee and I are having a mastermind we're putting on with people. We're already talking to big, big people to come in and do this. And also for other people that are speakers that want to speak, but we're going to put the group together. We're going to build the network and put it together for you. And then one-on-one -on -one. guys, I'm one of those people. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of one-on-one -on -one coaching because you got to charge a lot of money. And I don't want to play ship's counselor to a lot of people. So that's the one I leave off. <laughs> it's like, okay, once we get down here to a mastermind, we're good. But we're going to put you in the network. We're going to keep you going. We're going to make sure we invest in people and give you a product that's that's usable. Something that's going to get you what you want. But you got to do these four principles when you go into it. Otherwise, you won't. And all these things here, it's backed up by you know, 5,000 different YouTube videos. If you go out there, everybody's going to call it something different, but you know, Harvard, Harvard themselves says that here's the four principles you got to follow. And I just tweak it to what I need to know or what I can say. You can go out and do this too. The biggest online university that's out there is called YouTube. You can go find anything you want to find on YouTube, but you need to go forth and put it out there. But you know why most people don't do it? Cause YouTube is free. Just like going back to, to Brian's statement before, right? Pain gets us to pay attention. So that's what we're gonna, that's what we look at. So 225, I'm under the 30 minute mark. Let's give you a couple tips because I can fill five minutes with something else. Um, if you prepare prior to going into a negotiation, if you're sitting down and looking for the person and you start finding out information about who you're talking to, right? We want you to know that if, if I reach out to you and I go, hey, you know what? I know we have a meeting set on Friday, um, but I was looking at this, this, and this about your company, or I was on your Facebook profile earlier and I saw this and this. Is this something that really is a primary focus for you? Is this why this is there? Is this, and all of a sudden they go, wow. Somebody, somebody like, if it was Ron Siegel, yes, I'd be like, wow, this guy's creeping. Why is he creeping on me? Because there he goes, right? He doesn't want to know what I search on YouTube. It's totally clean when you look at that. But I want you guys to sit back and say, hey, if you go out and find out information about your prospect, about their business, about what they do, all of a sudden they go, wow, you're interested in knowing me, which helped you to separate them from the negotiation, but helped you to develop the like part first as you go in, okay? And when you stop and do that, it's going to help you to do that. So prepare ahead of time. Do the visualization exercises before you go in. If I've done my homework and I know what the company is I'm approaching, if I know the person I'm approaching, if I know the people that said they wanted me to be their real estate agent or their loan agent, and I went out on social media and tracked them down, I know there's going to be something I can find in common with them. And I can also find a lot of their views. Okay. I was in another mastermind because I do them too. Right. I was in somebody else's mastermind. The person went back and said, Hey, pulled up my Instagram and goes back through. I can tell this about you, this about you, this about you, this about you. And he's like, where I should be finding more business that I'm finding here. And I was like, wow, I went back in and archived a whole bunch of stuff just so I can put the, per the actual perception when you click on that to go through. But if somebody can find that on in 30 seconds on a live meeting, you should do that before you go into it so you can custom tailor 
um, your thought process and go in. So now I can do a role play in my head. I can actually map out the end result because if you don't map out the end result and what it, again, what is the interest of you? What is it you're looking to sell? What transaction are you trying to accomplish? That should all be done in your head before you walk in. Because what's going to happen is as they say something and all of a sudden it's what you practiced for, the answer comes back out and now you flowed right into it. And it's going to be your smooth. You're even better than that because of how quickly you delivered it and went on. One of the biggest problems with anybody when it comes to um, actually sitting down and saying, hey, it's time for me to negotiate with somebody is to actually listen. Okay. And people aren't listening. Facebook user. I'm glad you like that part. Do your homework and be prepared. It's a true statement, guys. You got to do it. You got to be prepared to walk in the door. Now, listening is one of the hardest things for people to do. Sitting across from somebody and listening to understand them as opposed to listening to reply. And since we know that people are sitting there going, can you shut up? Stop saying what you're saying so I can interject the part that I think is better. It's me. It's about me. Okay. If you're talking more than they're talking, you're losing that negotiation. I apologize. You just have to accept that. But I listen. I listen for them to talk. I, I What I call it is listen for the heat. Listen to something that sparks them. Okay. And for a lot of people, when I go in and it's business to business, they start sharing pain. They're going to start sharing this because, again, you can't call somebody in to say, could you come in and help me with sales and then tell me how all your sales are fine and you don't need to go better. But it happens. And that's when I look and I go, well, hold on. Can we determine what constitutes an actual reason for us to go forward? Can we talk about that? So I don't want to go forward in this if the end result for you is just let him talk so he can leave. If there's an actual outcome that has me involved in it, I'd like to know what you're looking for. Because I came here with the intent to sell you a program that is worth more than what you would pay for and get you the results because I want a raving fan at the end of all of this. I want somebody who's going to go put me on, on Yelp and say, oh my goodness, this guy's fantastic. I want somebody who's going to go put me on their company's social media page and say, everything changed because of this person. Ron, you'd be surprised. So Ron says, how could any management say that they don't need more sales? I've been in rooms and they said, oh no, we're, we're, we're good. And I said, then why bring in a sales trainer? And I said, so evidently somebody feels you need to. And if it's your boss who scheduled the meeting, you might not want to say that you're all good right now. And again, I've already assumed rapport. I'm talking to you like we're buddies. Right. If you're if the CEO's at the end of the table saying, you know what, I, I set the meeting and you're going, I think we're good. You have to go, hmm, we, we're lacking vision and alignment. Guys, and you may just have to leave at that point in time and let them fight it out. Because if they think they're all good, then you have that issue. There's always one, you know, rooster that has to puff up and make a bunch of noise in any one of these meetings. But I want you guys to go into it thinking win-win, think compromise as the backup. But you'll never know what win-win is unless you go pull and find out what the interest is and the criteria. Because if their criteria, criteria is to pay half of what you charge, and that means you don't make any money, okay, 
you're not going to want to help them anyway, which means in the long run, you're going to end up losing out and getting a bad reputation because you put it together. Same thing as if you overcharge, you smell money and you double charge somebody compared to somebody else. It's going to come out. It's a temporary win. And then they come back and go, yeah, you did the same job for so-and-so that did this. You did that. So it's scary. Don't do that one. Define your outcome. Be flexible in your offer, but you can flex at the time you're in there. So what does that mean? It means I have to know where I can and can flex. If I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to take out this piece of training. You don't get this. You don't get the price negotiation training because you're not paying for it. Okay. Then I take it out. They know they can buy it later, but I'm going to get to their budget point based off of what I have. And I'll deliver in the sections that you're paying me to deliver on. So hopefully that made sense to you. Hopefully it's out there. So Ron Siegel, I was on a call last week and the gent said, if I would hire that person for 80 grand, I said, I'd certainly not hire them at 60. There's no value. There's no value. And too many people will say, if I can get that person for less money, if I could hire that guy for less money, then it becomes worth it. It's not because you're going to put in as much effort as you're paying for anyway. Every once in a while, you can catch somebody on their way up. You can catch somebody that go, that's going there, right? Guys, I, I called Grant Cardone on his cell phone and had him come in, talked into a, 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 a actual insurance office that I was a part of and put 300 people in a room. And he came in on a Saturday and spent three hours training people. Okay. He did that. Can it happen today? I think that'd be a huge ask. We're on different sides of the country. And again, what does he have to do? I text him. It'll take four days before I get an answer back. Okay. But understand when you catch somebody on their way up, you can get that. You can get them to do things they wouldn't normally do once they've established themselves. But you need to come into it as if you're already established. You need to feel that. Don't walk in with little man syndrome where you, you, you're thinking you're so much smaller than everybody else and that you have to give up things to get there because somebody who's a seasoned negotiator will smell it and they'll go, ooh, ooh, I can tell you don't even believe in you. So why should I believe in you? You'll either kick you out or they'll grind you so far down. And sometimes they grind you so far down just because it's fun to do it. And then they'll tell you we want to think about it. That person's walking in with what? Win-lose is their, their idea. They may have come in with win-win until you started talking and sharing with them. So it's time to step up our game. Okay. We're going to go into a new year. We got to get more money on the books. Okay. So you need to go do that. Find a way to go virtual. Find a way to affiliate with anybody you can affiliate with. Okay. If you say, oh, you know what? I think War Games is all kinds of value. I really do. And I think my friends should jump in on it too. Then go before you ever tell them, go to Joe's war game page and go pay for it. Don't do that. Go to joinwargames.com, Click up on the top and say, become an affiliate. You'll get your own link every month. They pay you get a piece. I'm about share. Let's share everything. But you go tell somebody it's worth it. They go, yes, it's worth it. They sign up. You get a piece of it. Okay. It's, it's about the value. It's about, can we share this as opposed to me? Because isn't that win, win, win. If we look at that, because I won, 
because I provide the value and gave a service. They're paying for it because you said it, you get a piece of it and they get the value and the service that comes up. That's win, win, win. So go out and think about that for a little while. And I'm going to tell you, as I do now, it's 2.35. I went 10 minutes on my rants um, after the training. But go out and sell something. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.